Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NFL. New customers can bet on any football game, either team to score. If they score, you're going to get $100 in free bets. And that's just a $1 bet on either team to score. Just use the code PHNX when you sign up. Cheers and Susal here with Saul Bookman. The Frank Sanders and Johnny Venerable will be joining us from State Farm Stadium after that uh, atrocious loss, 34-10, to to the Carolina Panthers. It's just something about the Panthers that the Cardinals cannot get off their back because this is now six straight losses, and it was by far the worst performance we've seen out of the Cardinals this this year. Oh, by a mile. Uh Man, I hope you really use the DraftKings Sportsbook app today because that's the only way you were winning anything with any of your teams. I, that was, man, that was just so bad on every single front outside of maybe special teams. Like special teams didn't really have a bad day, but outside of that, man, offensively, defensively, coaching wise, like it was ugly. Ugly from the start and totally unexpected. But something about Carolina, they have they uh they seem to walk in here, and when we tend to show up against them, either we're there or here, we just we don't match the same energy uh, game plan wise or just attitude wise. And I don't know if we think because they're a four and five football team that we could just go out and do some great things. Johnny had painted a great picture that this wasn't this wasn't a slouch team. They had a very good defense. They was top in the NFL in a lot of categories, uh, statistical categories across the board. And yet they came out with the momentum and literally kept it the entire game. So the game started off with a strip sack. They went on to score. Then a turnover on downs in Arizona t- territory. They went on to score. And then an interception. They went on to score. So it was 17 nothing before, you know, anybody knew it. It got up to, I think, 23 nothing before they finally scored a field goal. And they hadn't been down 20 nothing in a game since week four. Guess who their opponent last year? Guess who their opponent was? The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> But there is something about, you know, we talked about the potential of Cam Newton coming in and being kind of like this spark plug, this having this burst of energy just with his presence alone. He was obviously happy to be back back out there. Uh, He came in for two plays, scored two touchdowns early, and it was clear that, you know, whatever they, you know, whatever they had in their game plan and, and whatever they were motivated by, whether it was Cam Newton's return or the opportunity to, you know, uh, get six in a row against the Cardinals, the hottest team in the NFL right now. Uh, they are ready to play. When when you're in a, uh, a losing locker room or a losing organization, and that tends to permeate through everyone, which is sad. But if you have someone that can come with the personality of Cam, with his attitude and his, his infectious love for the game and his teammates – the guys will do more. They will play more. They will do different things. And today that was on display. He didn't have to have a whole – he didn't have to have a bunch of plays. But you can tell <clears throat> from the beginning of the game, the Carolina Panthers were a different team than what we have been watching the other teams they have been playing against. I, I just – yeah, I mean, I, I get everybody's going to get excited about Cam Newton, but he scored two touchdowns from four yards out combined. Like, okay. Like, it, it, I didn't think I, – I understand from, like, the energy standpoint for sure. Like, it, it maybe it had huge. an impact. I don't know if it's more Cam Newton coming back into the building or it's the fact that they don't have to play with Sam Darnold for the rest of the year. One of those two ha- had an impact today, and I'm not sure which one was more Im- impactful because I know for a fact – when you watch this team with P.J. Walker, they had a different vibe too, like from the jump without mm-hmm. Cam even on the field. And then obviously Cam jumping in helps. But, man, that was just a total ass kick. I'm out. sure that you, as when you have a teammate that comes in, like for instance with the Cardinals, you know how they rallied behind Colt McCoy in the game that he had against the 49ers. Everybody was so pumped for him. And the sideline, you know, obviously they were winning that game, but everybody just looks so happy. So you have a guy that comes out <clears> – <throat> Former former XFL player and then a guy that basically I know Cam Newton is just not any guy that was signed off the streets, but he's not the Cam Newton of old and he was signed off the streets. So when you guy when you have two guys that come in, that's not your starting quarterback that have the history that both of those guys have. And all of a sudden they're scoring touchdowns and they're they're leading you to, you know, put the Cardinals in their biggest deficit that they've had in over a year. I mean, that's going to pump. That's going to pump you up. The 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 oh, I'm sorry. The, no, the Panthers no. did exactly what uh, you know Johnny and I were talking about on the on the tailgate this morning. Was you had to run the ball because you had Colt McCoy, 
They couldn't do that. The Panthers could, and they did it easily, especially in the first half with, with Christian McCaffrey. It was like the Cardinals just figured out that Christian McCaffrey is a good player. I could not believe how many times he was wide open on routes or just running up the middle. Like it was like, they just were not prepared for their blocking scheme. Today. There were like a few times where I was like, dang Christian McCaffrey. And then it would be like a slow-mo replay. And I was like, Oh, he had like yeah. a wide open lane. Yeah. His teammates were helping him out on that one, but it was a, a compliment to <clears throat> his line. And then just, I mean, he's, he's one of the best for a reason. So explosive. And he had his way with the Cardinals defense. So when you look at game planning, and you really go back and you guys evaluate that. You go back and see exactly what when I talk about we att- we find your weakness and we attack that. Well, Christian McCaffrey is a hell of a receiver out of the backfield. That's one. But and we, Isaiah Simmons is still learning how to be a good cover linebacker. Well, they exploited that in many yeah. areas across across the board. That's why he had so many catches. But in the running game as well, you know, our D linemen, Phillips and Allen, these guys, they're still getting used to, you know, Phillips getting used to playing a full four quarters of football and learning how teams are going to attack him. We're looking at Christian McCaffrey and how smooth he is, how how he adjusts his speed, how he picks how he picks the hole and when to hit the hole at the right time. Yeah. That's special, mm-hmm. and what many running backs are not able to do because he gives his line time to to set up those blocks. So you're watching a running back that has all the talent. It did. It looked like we didn't have a great game plan for him, mm-hmm. as we thought to ourselves. Well. Since it's PJ, then let's just kind of go basic and make sure that we don't call, we don't lose the game. But they had a game plan mm-hmm. versus us, offensively and defensively, to run the ball, not to mess up, to explore out, exploit the weaknesses, uh, make sure we get the ball out of PJ's hands very fast. He didn't throw any deep balls against our against our team, so it wasn't that. But when you look at how they game planned us. I don't think we matched that same energy at all, and it showed. You know, when you talk about Isaiah Simmons, right? You know, everybody's talking about his versatility. That's what makes him so such a, a you know a, a sexy linebacker, right? But the thing about Isaiah Simmons is uh, he is uh, a taller linebacker. He is lengthy, and so it does take you just that extra little split second of time to get into your cut when you see somebody making a cut. And with Christian McCaffrey being the size that he is, how how elusive he is, and more importantly just how explosive he is when he finally makes a cut. It, it it takes that extra little bit, and that extra little bit can give you a three- or four-yard space, and that's exactly what happened today. I think the Cardinals probably learned something like, hey, if we're going to cover Christian McCaffrey in the playoffs, we might not want to put Isaiah Simmons' ISO on him one-on-one. He's not a great tight end. He He's help. a dominant running back who can do a lot of different things, and you've got to prepare for him accordingly. And I'm just going to say, uh, pitch count my butt because he was there. <laughs> he was their leading receiver and their leading rusher, had almost as many yards as the entire Cardinals. He did until the last had. play of the game. And t- right. And uh, like everything was going to him. The ball, he had the planning. ball in his hands on almost every play. That is game planning. And when you, and when it's going in your direction, look, they didn't have to, once they got ahead, I mean, you talk, we, we scored zero points in the first half. That's stupid, crazy from an offense. That can that put up thirty points easily, even consistently saying that we're not playing our best football yet. But in truth, the game plan that was established with the Panthers and to get out ahead made it much that much easier to keep doing the exact same thing. If you're not going to stop it, then we're just going to keep doing it. And they did that effectively. Uh, Alex has a question up there saying, "If a team doesn't practice all week, do you get this type of performance?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When a team doesn't practice. Do you get that type of performance? Yeah, you do. And I think sometimes, and that's that's subjective to who practiced, who didn't practice, how much they practice, um, and then what you thought you can come into the game and do. I'm wondering if he's alluding to the fact that Cliff changed some things up this week because they're so banged up. So instead of having a regular practice mm. on Wednesday, they had a walkthrough. And so they practiced less this week. So I'm wondering. No. I, I'm wondering if that was what the the question was pertaining to. If he's if he's answering it based upon Cliff changing that, that's giving their bodies rest. You can get the mental reps. We're we're enough. We have enough time in this season to be able to be physically ready to go out and play, mentally and emotionally. That's the part that didn't show up today. Mm-hmm. The emotional side didn't show up today. Cam with the rah rah rah, all that other stuff going on. The guys will feed off that. Hassan Reddick, 
caused the first play, caused the first fumble. They yeah. got the ball back. They went down and scored. That's emotions. He's, I got, a, I got, a, I got, a, I got a reason to be here and to punish this team who let me go. And so all that energy and emotion that's out there, those guys came and played with that. And if if that was, it, it, this 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 is the time of the year where leaders come out, and most of our leaders are on the sideline. You know, they're not in uniform. You know, we got JJ with a with something on his shoulder. We don't have we don't a have broken wing. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the angel, angel JJ Watts got a broken wing. You know, I, I, I stood the quarterback is down with a calf. He didn't play D hop. He's got a hamstring. So all of our leaders wasn't there. They had their they they had that spark which could have made the difference. And then they got out. They got out ahead of us. And that's um. And it was t- it was tough sledding Listen, from that moment. Like they they know that their playoff yeah. lives are are at stake every single week. Where the Cardinals kind of have a little bit of a luxury of a, a few games of a buffer. And I'm not saying that the Cardinals came in and they were thinking, oh, we got, you know, we got enough cushion because that's definitely not the case. But when a team has a psychological advantage, like Frank just mentioned about getting up, getting ready for a game, Mm -hmm. it does make a difference. You saw that with the Cardinals literally just a week ago when everybody was saying they got no chance against the 49ers, they're going to lose, blah, blah, blah. And they came out and kicked their ass. And the 49ers looked every bit as bad as the Cardinals did today. Um, And it's because the Cardinals literally – probably felt like they didn't really have much to play for, even though you still have eight more games left in the season. And I think this is a good wake-up call for them to understand, like, hey, this thing ain't over, and there's still a lot to play for. Although maybe they think they can just win on the road because they seem to have no problem on the road and more of a problem at home. It's crazy just how the difference between the way they play at home and the way they play on the road. I don't understand it. It's not, uh, it's not fair. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be ticked if I was, if I had season tickets and that those are the types of games. I mean, they should have lost. They should have, if they, if the Vikings kicker wouldn't have missed a field goal to win it, uh, they would have lost three, but you know what this reminds me of three at home, but you know what this reminds me of earlier in the week, Kyler Murray had a quote. It was a great quote. He was like, he was asked about, Hey, did you know what happened last year in your loss to the Panthers? I mean, did they show you something different than what you guys were planning on? And he said, no, we just got our ass beat. Like, straightforward. Like, we got off the bus. We didn't have the same energy, you know, yada, yada. I don't know what happened. I mean, they didn't even have to travel this time. They were at home. They didn't have to get off. They didn't have to travel. They didn't have to go East Coast. They didn't have to get off a bus. But for some reason, it was the same exact storyline. I say it all the time. When you're at home, you got family, friends, tickets, all these other little things. You got to drive to the game. You got to get parked. You got to get dressed. You got to get your family together. You got to get your family in the suites. You got to make sure they're covered. You get, it's so many little things that this is still a very young team. This is not an experienced old team that has a bunch of veterans. But it's still, and it, sh- and it shouldn't play out right now. I'm not making excuses. I just know. It sounds like an excuse. Well, Frank. but you watch, you're watching the same disparity of a team that gets on a bus, flies across the country, <laughs> two different time zones, land, play, and kick butt. Get on a plane, come back home the next week. They act like they don't know what they're doing. They don't I just have the got same a glimpse of what, what it's like to be like one of Frank's daughters. He gave me this eye like, uh, <laughs> you, did you just say that to me? No, it's the truth. No, it's like, I mean, it's 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 not an excuse. It's just the little things. It's the little things that 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 show up. And this team had no energy. So why have no, why why don't you have any energy? You're at home with your fans. That's cheering you on. You got. Three quarters of a stadium filled. This is a great opportunity to show your dominance to another NFC opponent and literally take the win out of a lot of people still trying to doubt you. Colt McCoy, you got a chance to become the guy that, look, they just talked about you, raved about you, and gave you all these kudos. And so now we come back again. And you don't really – there's no spark to you. There's no spark in our offense. There's And these are the things that become question marks that continually linger over our head as an organization. Like, we're, we did great. But you're still the Cardinals, and we're waiting for all this other th- those eight wins to turn back into a team that looks like they're. Is it possible eight. to like need extra, like something extra, like oh, you've got you know you don't have your head coach and a whole bunch of players, or you're you're down players and you're on the road, or is it possible for a team to like need that extra so, something to hang on to? Sometimes it's like you know, like let's just talk about health, right? When you're missing other players, you understand immediately from a mental standpoint, like you have to be ready because there is no 
the margin for error has decreased. You would think that the same thing happened today. Like we don't have Kyler, we don't have D-Hop. The margin of error has has decreased. But because of what happened last week in San Francisco, yeah, it wasn't the case. I assume that they thought like, oh, I guess we really are much better even right. without Kyler and D-Hop. No, not even close. No. So, um, yeah, it, it's like Michael Jordan in the flu game, right? He's sick. He plays better because he knows his room for error is that much smaller. Same thing with professional athletes and even college athletes. When when they know their teammates are going to be gone, guys that they rely on, they instantly know like they have to pick up the slack in some way, shape, or form. Um, and the Cardinals just did not do that today. You guys want to get to some positive things? We can take a break for a second. Okay. Are you are you want to vent some more, Frank? No, no, I'm not. It's not. It's it's not venting. It's um. I'm 100 disappointed, like everyone else is, but. And again, to to have a team that's the Carolina Panthers, that's not the great Carolina Panthers, to come in here and spank you up like that, that's crazy. And that that is the that is when you say we've we've lost six games in a row to that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like you said you lost to Green Bay Packers or the you know, the Rams. Like when when the Rams had our number and you're like, man, that was okay. We really but it's the Panthers. And you couldn't get up for the Panthers. You couldn't get your mindset ready for the Panthers that were four and five. And the question becomes, why? That's that's where I'm at as a former player in the locker room. Like, but why? Like, but what and what happened? And why didn't we? And I that that too, I'm I'm still a little, I'm a little baffled. So it's not really, you know, I want to beat up on them more with this conversation because what what they're gonna do when they get to the film, they're gonna drop this film. Kyler's playing, he's the starting quarterback next week. He'll come back healthy. The Hopper come back healthy, and so then we'll have our boys back, and then that'd be the positive moment. They were still around, though, don't you think that? I mean, because we're talking about like, oh, leaders were on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's still you can there, do now, but nothing but you can do. But they're still there. I mean, what, what, at what point does it not still fall on leadership to get your guys going and get your guys? There's, there's you nothing know, you Cliff, can do. Cliff had a Cliff mentioned he was joking a little bit, but I think he was also being serious, where he was saying that, yeah, Kyler's not fun. Be, Kyler's not fun to be around this week because he wants to go back out there. Is there, you know, was, is there a question of whether or not like Kyler was still doing his job as a leader, even though he probably wasn't going to be the starting quarterback and knew that he wasn't the entire week. I mean, maybe, maybe something obviously is going that that, if we're talking about an emotional mental Mm -hmm. kind of game, something wrong went wrong during the week leading up to in their preparation for this game, could it have been the change in practice schedule maybe, or could it be the fact that, you know, Kyler, you know, was not happy that he wasn't going to play and he was frustrated and, and uh, you know, put some of his leadership duties aside and maybe Deandre Hopkins as well, et cetera. I mean, uh, I mean, that's, What's the excuse for the defense? You know what I mean? Like, well, that's true. I mean, like, you can't blame the whole <laughs> game true. on two guys that didn't even touch the field, you know? I understand where you're coming from from a leadership perspective, but that would be complete speculation at this point. Like, I assume that, you know, my interpretation of what uh, Kingsbury said was more that he's just upset that he's not playing, like, and he's frustrated. That doesn't mean he's not helping Colt McCoy prepare. It just sure. means that he's frustrated that he can't be out there or that he thinks he should be out there and they won't let him. One of the two. So, I mean, again, it was a total meltdown from top to bottom. I don't think you can pinpoint just one thing because it's just so many players had really, really poor performances. And Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury got their asses outcoached big time today. It wasn't even close. So, I mean, schematically, they let the team down before they even stepped on the field. That's true. That's a good point. That's a very very good point, bro. I'm just just saying. (laughs) You know, Johnny said last week, man, he we was talking about we we would give up this game so that we can get our guys back healthy and get our minds focused on the bigger picture. And I think that's kind of two weeks ago, this conversation is living out. It's really coming to fruition. And I, you know, we was talking about that when I still feel like you guys are probably talking about a competitive loss rather than what we saw out there today. It, 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 once you don't have your players. That's the part I kept talking about when I said I would rather have a 75% Murray play over having Colt play because once you get that really kicking, just like you got today, that is emotionally debilitating. It is emotionally de- deplorable. It's, 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 it hurts so bad. Like the whole week it hurts so bad. I got so many words I want to say that it hurts so bad emotionally. And But you got to carry that until the next week. And that's the part where I say sometimes you have to fight and fight and fight. 
no matter what, because an, an emotional beatdown like that can linger throughout the season. And I just, I, I didn't want to experience that. But I know that that is what happened. And that's something we talked about weeks ago, that it actually came to fruition. I I I, I hear you. I, but my question, I guess, to, to that, Frank, is is it, is it as emotionally, uh, emotionally devastating for a team that's 8-1 and one versus – and that is that should be the favorite, right? That on yeah. paper, they have all the talent, yeah. right? Um, as compared to a team that maybe it's a 5-4 and four team versus a 4-5 and five team, and you get beat down by the 4-5 and five team. You're like, well, you know, talent-wise, maybe we're equal, and we just had a really, really bad game. Which, which one's worse? Well, when you don't have your players out there, you, you, you chalk it up to that. So we didn't have K1, we didn't have D-Hop, we didn't have some of our players, so we just chalk it up to not having our players. And so therefore, we we leveled the playing field by not having our guys. And then they got an emotional leader back that kind of gave them one up with a little bit more edge. And so that is what was on display today. But as the, as the game goes on, it's just we had to ride that ugly wave the entire game. Yeah, yeah. Not but we made some bad mistakes in the second and third quarter, we had to ride that from the onset of the game. And that is something where that that haunts in a lot of ways. And we lost Colt McCoy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we, lost we haven't a, even gotten to that that's, point but that's yet what I'm, either. But, yeah. but see, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, we lost, we lost another leader. Our leaders were out of there. Like, that's some emotional stuff that you, think, you just can't always overcome until you get your boys back. And then now, this week will be something where we're going to wash this out. The guys are going to say some things. And there'll be some their their conversation back. The boys are back. Now we can get out, and we'll just what we'll go, get ready to play the next game yeah. versus Seattle, which is a division opponent. Our guys will be there. We'll have a good game. Hopefully, we can get a win, win there, and then get on the bye. And then that will kind of be the washing away of those uh those bad emotions. Because this this loss right here, like I said, I know that feeling, and to lose, you know that feeling sitting in the stands. Like watching from the beginning to the end, that is an emotional beatdown. Wow. Emotionally, it was like it emotionally, was like, it was like going on a bad date and you had no out. That's what it was like. It was like you know you're stuck yeah. there. <laughs> you have to watch it all. You have to engage with it, and then you have to talk about it afterwards. You had nowhere to go. That's and why you drive separately. <laughs> 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 it's like you know? taking them to a baseball game and trying to bail in the second inning. It's a hard pull. It's a hard pull. I got four hours of this shit to go. Great. But also, you bring up a good point, Frank, because I hope that Colt McCoy is going to be okay because yeah. the last thing the Cardinals need is for, I mean, Kyler should be good to go I mean, next week and from here on out. I mean, I th- he, they – were abundantly cautious with him by not playing him. And so, again, so he's two weeks, he's been out, limited at one practice within that time period, and that's it. He should be good to go. But in the event that Colt is out for a few weeks, it looked like he came down hard on his shoulder. Um, So some shoulder-ish chest something injury that happened. But anyway, he left the game and Chris Strebler was in. Now, did he lead the Cardinals to a, a touchdown? Something that Colt McCoy could not do. Yep. It wasn't garbage time, but Colt was unable to do that as a as a quarterback. But still, I, I, they, they just cannot move forward, in my opinion, oh with my with Chris Streveler as your option if Kyler goes down. Yo, a a a time. <laughs> if McCoy is out for the season, you better call anybody you possibly can. I don't care if you have to call Carson. Okay, you call Carson and say, hey, I need you out of retirement. Just sit back there and be a decoy. I don't care because you can't lead this team with Chris Trevler. We saw that movie before. It is a this this week is a is a is a long week right now just because of all the all the elements that's in play. And I hear you. And that's how 57,000 other fans feel about what they just saw emotionally and mentally and there's a lot of question marks of course the national media just gonna beat us and beat us up and beat us up more and beat us up more and honestly deservingly so a little bit but once we get our players back this is the positive caveat once we get our players back you will see a different mindset you'll see a different game plan you'll see guys that you know for a fact can get out and make plays today was just one of those days 
we spoke it and it came to pass and we got to live it and we'll walk we'll 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 walk through this moment and then we'll go from there but there were some good moments a lot of players got a chance we saw some guys do some good stuff we had some players make some plays um they weren't they weren't a lot of plays but you got players got a chance to make some plays so that'd be that'd be a little bit you can take away and then we'll watch we'll watch the film wash it and then just move on to the next game they got Seattle in Seattle and if you know anything about this division, you know you better be up for Seattle and Seattle. Um, Cardinals and then, usually are. Yeah, they, they are. are. They yeah. played well. Yeah. They're, they're, they have Carolina, the Seattle Seahawks, yes. in Seattle. There you go. Yes. Uh, but, uh, and you have the bye week right behind it. Frank, I, I actually want to know this just from a player perspective. Do you play harder it going into that game, or do you take your foot off the gas? What's the natural tendency for a player knowing that the bye week is just play around harder. the corner? Play harder. The coach is going to yell, cuss, fuss, and continually. They're going to be sticklers. Every loss is a stickler. When you win, it's fun. So you kind of watch through the game. Like, oh, yeah, you made a mistake, but don't worry about it. We'll get it next week. Oh, you did good. Now they'll be like, you move your foot. I told them. They'll become sticklers to the finest point. And why'd you miss that block? That's the block that Coke got hurt on. You dicking around. Look at this play. How could Hassan get this play? You knew he was there. Like they will, they will, they will become sticklers to the rule now. However, when we get ready, normally going into a division game with our guys, and the guys are gonna say, okay, okay, that's over. Let's go. Now we you'll feel more confident because you know you got your playmakers, and that will be better. And the coach is going harp, harp, harp because he knows for a fact that we got a week off, so we got and we got to get this win to get that taste out of our mouth. Yeah, I would think I would think any anything that you're doing when you know that you've got like rest of some sort the next day, the next week, or whatever, you you tend to kind of lay it all out on the line, right? No, I would uh-uh. think so. No, uh-uh. when you're in school and you know they, you know, breaks coming up, you're like, whatever. Well, not when you're <laughs> a, not when you're a what child. A... <laughs> right now, when you're an adult, you're supposed to do the right thing and and complete your task, and that's where we are right now with the Cardinals. Hopefully, I mean they'll they'll believe in that and they'll feel that and. This should be a good thing. All right. Well, let's get to our DraftKings Sportsbook app, King of the Game. It was uh, a little difficult to come up with one after this performance, but Zach Allen, five total tackles, one tackle for loss, and a fumble recovery didn't make a difference in the game, but um, he certainly is. Uh, he was a bright spot. He was. I agree. Absolutely. He was He was the one that you you could obviously see was, was giving it everything he had out there. Um, I think that's basically the reason why we chose him. I mean, he looked, I mean, but he looked different. He looked like he played at a different speed than everybody else on the defensive line. Yeah. He got behind, he made tackles for loss. He got at the defensive guys. He made a lot of great plays. So deservingly so in a bad situation, but guess what? It's, uh, it's good for him. He got some reps, got his name out there. He's auditioning for 31 other teams too. So he got some, he got some, some film on his resume right now. Cool. I mentioned at the top of the show, new customers that sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app can bet $1 on an NFL game and either team to score. If they do, then uh, you're going to get $100 in free bets instantly. Just remember to use the code PHNX. As always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And I believe we have our very own Johnny Venerable out at State Farm Stadium. Johnny, can you hear us? Hey, everybody. How we doing? Well, we're hanging in there. Yeah. How are you doing? (laughs) How are you doing? Uh, uh, Not great. That was uh, pretty unfortunate. Uh, Some might call embarrassing the Cardinals' uh, quote-unquote effort today in the home loss to Carolina, and it was evident from start to finish. This team didn't look ready to play. They weren't prepared. It goes way beyond just the absence of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins offensively. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. The defense, by and large, was healthy coming into this game. And, yes, the offense put them in in positions to be unsuccessful. But, man, the lack of discipline against the run, the tackling was the poorest I've seen all season. The pass rush was non-existent. It was a team loss through and through today. So did they, did anybody ask? I'm not sure who you spoke with. If it was just Cliff or if you got some players. I mean, did anybody ask what they felt was the reasoning behind just the the lack of effort and, and energy today? Yeah, an opportunity to hear from Cliff Kingsbury, Colt McCoy uh, speaking uh, as we converse now. He's got a, a pec injury, looks to be okay. But Cliff mentioned that they he thought they had a good week of practice. Um, they just got out physical today, they got out coached, they got out played. And the question now on everybody's mind is, okay, you put this game to bed, 
subsequently what happens with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. He was asked specifically with regard to how close both or either were to playing today, and he said they're, quote, getting there, but neither was close to playing today. To, to be able to have them do what they do week in and week out, neither was close, and they wanted to hold them back. And then, of course, when asked about does this loss increase the sense of urgency for Kyler and or D-Hop to play next week at Seattle, he, he basically dismissed that notion that until they're 100% fully healthy, we will not see number one or number 10 again. So whether that's next week, after the bye, it was clear. Cliff and company felt good enough with what they had, especially with Colt McCoy today after last week's performance, and uh, they just didn't get the job done today. It's as simple as that. I mean, the, the Cardinals, outside of the Packers, the Cardinals control their own def- destiny when it comes to, like, the number one seed in the playoffs, right? Because they still got matchups with the Rams and the Cowboys down the road, the two other teams, uh, and maybe the Bucks down the road as well. So maybe the, the Bucks and the Packers won't be a part of that equation. But if you handle business, you'll be fine. The bigger picture should be the Super Bowl or the playoffs, I should say, not the Super Bowl, the playoffs. Would you sit Kyler and D-Hop no matter what against Seattle? Uh, I I would try to get Kyler Murray ready to play. I think Hopkins is more of a luxury at this point. And by numerous reports pregame, Kyler was closer than DeAndre Hopkins. Now, Cliff dismissed that. But you feel like going into a game, even without Hopkins, the receiving core that the Cardinals have, Kyler Murray gives you an opportunity to win that game next week. What we saw from Colt McCoy today, with all due respect to Colt, is not going to be good enough against a pissed-off Seattle team that just lost today in a snowstorm at Green Bay. They're going to come out with their hair on fire and their season on the line. Russell Wilson's going to get another week of practice following his injury. So he's only been back now five days. I, I think it's going to be a very difficult, tall task to go into Seattle. So, so if the question is, you just kind of basically, if you're starting Colt McCoy in that, in that game next week, you're expecting not to win. That's just, in my opinion, of what we saw today. Now three consecutive weeks with Colt McCoy. I would almost pose this scenario to you guys. This team is not a great home team right now. Two of their losses are at home. They're outside of the Houston game, they've been outplayed for large stretches by Minnesota, San Francisco. For whatever reason, it's the underdog, underdog mindset, not as much pressure. They play better on the road. They're a significantly better road team. They're 5-0 and on the road this season. All of their road wins are, I think, by double digits or more. So to me, it's like you, you of course, want the buy, and you want home field advantage in the playoffs, and you want to win the division. But I, I think it's almost predetermined now with the way the Packers are playing that they're going to be in contention for that number one seed, especially how bad the NFC North is. The Cardinals still have to get through the Rams and the Seahawks twice. It's going to be difficult for them to secure the number one seed. Not impossible. They have the same record as the, as the Packers, but you've got to play almost perfect football. And starting Colt McCoy next week does not put you in that advantage. So I would say, again, playing on the road in January, as daunting as that might sound, may be appropriate for how this team has played all season. Shit, I don't want to go to Green Bay. <laughs> it's too damn cold up there. I'll send you, Johnny. Good luck. <laughs> JV, the fans. Good. In, I'll do it. Hey, JV, the fans in the stadium. Um, it looked like Carolina had a nice little crew of fans with them. Can you tell how our fan base looked compared to their fan base? They were fine. It was nothing noticeable on the side of Carolina like, like we've seen with San Francisco and Green Bay. I mean, Carolina's got probably a very similar fan base to the Cardinals. That's not a knock. They just, they're not as robust from a national presence. So I would say that the fan base was taken out of this game after the first possession with Hassan Reddick, former Cardinal, having that strip sack on Colt McCoy and then subsequently Cam Newton shoving the ball down the Cardinals' throat two consecutive drives. That was really the end of the home crowd. They weren't given much to cheer about. People across the stadium were taken out of this game. The press box, everybody dejected. The game was seemingly over, it felt like, long before we had reached halftime. And then we're in the third quarter, and it's 30-3, to and there's still five minutes left. People are heading for the exits. I don't blame them. It was a shameful performance by the Cardinals today. It's not like they're not owed one or two of these throughout the duration of the season. It's a long season, 17 games. Even in the Packer loss, they're incredibly competitive, had an opportunity to win at the end. I mean, we just saw Tampa Bay on a, off a bye lose to a bad Washington team, right? Uh, the Buffalo Bills went to Jacksonville last week and lost 9-6. to six. These kind of things happen in the NFL, and I think the Cardinals are given that much more leeway because they are playing without – I mean, if you had – Kyler Murray is their best player. 
Hopkins is a top three player for them. You take away those blue chip guys, it's going to be hard to compete. I don't care how good your roster is otherwise, especially when you're missing your franchise quarterback. Johnny, I've got one follow-up question to uh, my earlier question to you about just kind of what affected their their energy, their effort out there. Did anybody ask Cliff if he felt the change in practice schedule played into it? No, he, he made it clear to say that he thought their preparation this week was good. And it kind of mirrored their approach from last week. They tried to mirror a lot of their same approaches from last week when they went to San Francisco. And they won. And they won in dominant fashion. I, I To me, Cheerson, I think it's more they, they had an emotional win last week. They had to travel. They're back at home this week. The defense had no excuse. I can't make excuses for that performance. You're missing Kyler Murray two consecutive weeks. We talked about it on the post or the pregame show this morning. Saw myself and Derek on PHNX tailgate. You only have so many bullets with Colt McCoy, and that's with all due respect. He did a great job last week, but you, you really want to pick your spots with your backup quarterbacks, and to have to start him in multiple games. It's the reason. I mean, in a weird way, we saw why the Cardinals don't want to risk Kyler Murray to a four to six to eight week injury because they wouldn't be able to compete. It wouldn't last. You have to have number one out there driving results for you offensively, leading this team. He is why they are a Super Bowl contender. They have other great players, but you're going out there without number one. I mean, it's it's a deflating feeling. And I think that the, the mistakes made early by the offense and the defense not being ready to play, it just it snowballed. It, it, it wouldn't matter if it was 14 nothing to start that game or 100 to nothing. They weren't going to be able to come out of that hole with the limitations they have offensively with Colt McCoy at quarterback. They have to put together – methodical drives based on the other team like San Francisco last week having turnovers short fields right you know Dinkin and Duncan Colt McCoy moving the sticks the offensive line has to be better to come back from a 14-0 deficit like you you would have had to today you would you would have needed number one and the big plays that he provides and they didn't have that all right Johnny we appreciate your insight thanks for joining us and enjoy the rest of your night I'm sure whatever you have going on the rest of the night's going to be better about better than what you just witnessed well my family went to the Phoenix Zoo today and had a <laughs> hell of a time so I'm excited to hear how that went because I had to watch this tire fire all afternoon but in all seriousness thank you guys and see you later see you Johnny, see you, Johnny. <laughs> uh, before tire fire before we move on uh, we do have some other exciting news to share you know we had this this tailgate party for Thursday night football Cardinals taking on the Packers that uh, unfortunately did not go the Cardinals way but we still had an awesome time out at the tailgate and it was all you can eat all you can drink it was a heck of a time and now we're we're gonna make things even bigger we're gonna go harder and bigger in December for the Monday night game against the Rams we are doing an entire block party that's Monday December 13th from three to six we're teaming up once again with bird gang travel club and the Lola out at Westgate and uh you know we're we're expanding in and we have saw a whole area outside of the Lola yeah. where we're I mean up to 500 people we're expecting yeah absolutely so in between that you, we will have a stage we'll have a DJ oh. be the atmosphere will be on fire uh giveaways you know you name it if you come you get a ticket either in advance and ticket sales will go will start tomorrow. Um, or if uh, you show up at the gate, hopefully there's some spots still left and you'll have to pay a, a little bit higher of a price than you nor- normally would have. So I think for these next two weeks, it'll be, I think we're starting it off at like 55 bucks. And then from there it goes up. So um, yeah, come out and join us. Frank will be there. Cheerston will be there. Johnny will be there, the whole crew. Um, and it should be a really, really fun time. I love I love it when we do that. I love it when we get out of the studio, get to interact, hang out a little bit, talk some things back a little bit, but talk about football, our Cardinals team, meet you guys. Um, that's that's going to be pretty fire. And plus, that out, that venue is set up for fun. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. that venue is set up for absolutely a great time. And then when the DJ get to going and I start giving you moves <laughs> and whatnot, start doing that one, two, back that way, one, two. <laughs> this thing is fire. We and dip. Earth, t- Earth, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire is here today. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Where? In the valley? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. I thought you was talking about us over here. Yeah, or, which one's Earth, Wind, and Fire? <laughs> Earth, Wind, 
No, you're fine. No, you're fine. You're fine. What does Earth mean? Like you're more organic. You know, like you're just, you know, you're just organic. That's all. <laughs> you're more organic. Congratulations, Kirsten. I, I don't that? think I've ever heard of a human being described as more organic. Well, you know, Kirsten, Ch- you do everything outside. You're outdoorsy. You're very, you're very health conscious. Okay. You're right, motherly. Frank, you you're yourself. nurturing. You. you love people. You love, you know, you love, you love nature. You love puppies. You love animals. You love birds. The sun. You birds like a lot. Of, you love, but you love Minus a lot. But the you birds. Love, yes, I think you hit. You don't like the, the sound yeah. of birds. I I think I probably block it out because I don't know. Really? No. When you're on a paddleboard and you're just out there going at it, you don't hear the. No. Oh. Still earthy, but other than that, you you I, I'll take it because that's that's what five. Five. <laughs> that was a spot on recovery. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was very well done. Very well done. I do want to. I do feel like I want to take a few steps back because I feel like I was the way that it came across earlier is that I was trying to throw Kyler or D Hop under the bus because I was just throwing out. I just could not figure out what the heck happened to this team. Yeah. So I was throwing out scenarios in terms of mm-hmm. of just trying to ask questions of maybe it was this, maybe it was that. By no means am I blaming uh, the, the team's lack of energy on Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins for not like doing enough. I'm just saying I don't understand. So, so what we saw, and this is, I mean, we don't know, so these are speculations. And I'm, I'm only asking this because I didn't see – what we saw on the field while while the game was going on, and they showed pictures or images of the of Kyler or DeHop, they seemed to be standoffish. They seemed to be in their own worlds. They did not seem to be like having a headphone set on, and he's down there talking and saying these certain things. The coach, well, he didn't have a headphone set on. DeHop's didn't have a headphone Why set on. Why did you say that and when so, I made my but comment but earlier? This, but you're coming back. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's but so what you felt guilty for like the last twenty five <laughs> <No>. minutes. <laughs> What, the way you positioned it, I, I thought it was I thought it was spot on because those are some things that do happen behind scenes. That's why, I, you know, you don't get the, you don't Frank, get the, Frank came in. He came into the house after it burned down and was like, I got the fire extinguisher. What's up, baby? What happened? Sheesh, am I late? <laughs> See what happened was. But that is a good point, though. Like, they... But, they definitely look like they were in their own zone. Yeah, like, like, normally, maybe you see the at least Kyler sitting with McCoy or Strebler, right? At some point, last week he had on a headset, yeah. right? Last yeah. week he had a headset on and he was he listening to tonight. the plays. He had it on but it just, it was just a little earpiece, right? But it just it didn't look like they were involved, and that's the yeah. part where. And again, that's what the camera shows us in that, in that window. It might have caught it where the offense was on the field and he was there by himself, just kind of or. The offense is getting ready to go on the field, and he was by himself. To so be that, fair, J.J. Watt that's was doing possible. the same thing off on his own. He right. was cheering so. the Cardinals and standing and pacing the sideline, but he wasn't talking to anybody. And so that's – but but then again, I don't know if the coaches are like, hey, let me – let us do our part. You just – and sometimes coaches get that way. So that to me is – that's why I'm in between on – I agree exactly what you're saying. But then again, those are some of the parts that what we see – we don't necessarily know all the information. Right. And that'd absolutely. be then that'd be like those would be the questions you would probably ask on the week, which you do such a great job of. And so you say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, the leadership part, was that a factor? Did this happen? Was the guys on the sideline trying to go rah, rah, rah and get the guys up? Is that something you accept? Is that something that you want of your, your players that are not in uniform? Do you want them to be involved and in trying to coach guys up or, you know, really push the guys on? Or would you just want them to stand to the side and let the coaches do their job? Because you know, everyone's getting paid, so let them do their part. And I think that sometimes it's just the stuff we don't know and that we're asking these questions. And I, and I agree with you. I think that is a valid question to ask. Though. I think I think from your perspective, and I think your point is, um, and I agree with it, that you want, you want to believe in your players, right? You want to believe and you want to know that they're doing everything they possibly can to help their teammates out. Um, and from a visual perspective, I 1,000% agree that they do not look like they are engaged um, and they don't look like they're they're really doing anything to help their teammates out, despite the fact that they're injured. So I absolutely agree. Um, and it does make you, you know, kind of a cause and effect. Like, I wonder what did happen this whole week. Were they as engaged um, or disengaged as they appear on national TV? Like, those are definitely legitimate questions. Um, I was just to my point. I was like, well, that doesn't excuse the defense and the coaching and right, stuff like that. Right, so, which is very I felt true. like in this in this in this kind of circumstance, I felt like it was a little bit more nuanced than just those two guys or Absolutely. that one guy. So. 
I have one more question and we'll wrap this up. But we are all of a sudden we went from this is why we signed Car- the Cardinals signed Colt McCoy in the offseason because <laughs> he could just step in and he can get a win, you know, even without Kyler on there or out there or even without, you know, you're down your top receiver and a bunch of other guys like because Colt McCoy is a leader and he and and Kyler can learn a thing or two. Did you see that pocket presence? Did you see that pocket presence? <laughs> And then yes. this week, womp, yes. womp, it's, womp. the Cardinals aren't winning with Cole McCoy in the future. So, no, hey, no, hey. is it fair to Colt? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So here's something we we I said earlier. I said there's a big difference in being the backup quarterback and being the starting quarterback. The amount of reps you get in practice change drastically. The amount of pressure you get under is night and day. It's 100% totally different. The game plan that might that's set up for Kyler is not the same game game plan set up for you. And now you have to take ownership of that. The emotional mentality and the energy of your players changed dramatic, drastically. And I think that it is a week-to-week situation, but we didn't see a bunch of pop in, in Coach's arm, and we don't know what, what was going on. But maybe he had more reps this week, and he was on a higher pitch count. And when mm-hmm. higher pitch count because he's a starting quarterback and practicing getting more more reps. And so now he comes into the game and he's doing this. Guess what? Cole, you got more. Now you bought more tickets. You got more people at the stands. Your family came in town. This it changes the narrative. You're speaking more to the press than you spoke before. You have more concerns to be, than you're thinking about. Just go play football. You, you As a backup, you you go back into the film room, you watch a thousand plays, you get done, you cerebrally can think about a thousand things that are so much easier to do than just when now you have to actually go out and perform that. That's a Mm -hmm. big difference. So he didn't look good today. His throws didn't look like he had a bunch of pop. But the rest of the team, you're saying, oh, it was just a bad game. They'll wipe it clean and get back to normal. But when we're talking about Cole, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is who he really is. yeah, well, well, I mean, yeah. I think JV it, said you don't know how many you don't know how many times you can you know how many times you ha- you can put a, how many bullets you have in the chamber with a backup quarterback. You don't know how many times you can do it. You get one time, two times. You don't know how many yeah. games he actually can be that guy. And that <laughs> unfortunately, it was not pretty. We got we got we got a super chat from Burging Travel. Everyone's favorite player is the backup quarterback, unless it's Chris Traveler. Yeah. Yes. True. I, I mean, listen, Colt McCoy is a is a career backup for a reason. He's played over a decade in the NFL and he's only started, you know, less than 40 games. Like there's a reason for that. He's he's just not a number 1 and he can give you some spots here and there. And that's what he did last week in San Francisco. Um but, you know, everybody just everybody loves the backup quarterback. Everybody hopes that that Colt McCoy is going to come into a game much like Tom Brady did for Drew Bledsoe or Tony Romo did for whoever the hell that the quarterbacks were for the Cowboys for that decade before. Um, and and it's just not the case all the time. Like sometimes a spade is a spade. You got to say it. And with Cole McCoy, he had a be- he had a great game last week. You had higher was- hopes for him than me because I didn't have him in any of those categories. <laughs> you're com- that's well, that's <laughs> you're I talking mean, about totally different situations. Every, there. Everybody's oh, you know, it's kind of like well, I mean, I Cole just M- want him to win a game. Cole- I felt like he's very capable of winning a game and sure. beating the Panthers. Sure, but if you got a game plan around you now instead right. of you know kind of wondering what's going on, like it's a it's a different. But and so- they had tape on Cole McCoy, and they're like, oh yeah, I remember these badass tendencies he has. And so what, what did we see? The Carolina Panthers did some things that were probably yep. different. Yep. And they they created a game plan against Colt McCoy. And they figured out this is the stuff why you are a backup because you can't overcome your weaknesses and we can now we can exploit him. And sometimes that's just exactly what it is. Nick Foles is a great example of that. I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl. And I, I, got, no, I got no hate on him. I don't. You won a Super Bowl. You've been a starting quarterback, but you, you just can't overcome the next week and the next week. And the next week when they're asking it, when they find out what your weaknesses are. And sometimes that just played out. And unfortunately, he got hurt where he couldn't continue. So we can probably see him really kind of slow everything down, let the game come to him and start making plays like he did the week before. Cole, that. That's just a tough, tough position can't right fit now. balls in the tight windows like Kyler can. So your defensive game plan can have a little bit more cushion over the top because, you know, those, those deep balls are going to be floaters. They're going to be lobs. They're going to give you an opportunity to catch up and make a good play. 
And so that when, when you can game plan for that, you know you can bunch up the formation, you can bring it in within the first five, and you can stop the run, which they did today plenty, and they can stop the underneath pass, which they did today plenty, especially when they were trying to throw it to the sides on those little bubble screens. And that was basically game over. You know what I mean? So it, the, the Cardinals will game plan for that in the future if they have to stick with Colt McCoy. Uh, Cliff, again, had a terrible, terrible game calling calling plays. A quarterback sneak on fourth and one and a half was ridiculous. It should never have happened. I would have put him in the shotgun and, and take my chances on an underneath route or something like that. But um, though that series of plays, turnover, turnover on downs, turnover, basically was the game. All right, you guys want to give your final, what do you call it, like a pulse check? Like how are we feeling right now in the season after this loss? I, I, this loss is it's emotionally deplorable. It really is. For like, you? I you mean, okay? it's no, I'm not. Because I hate this feeling because I know what this, this was going to lead us to without having our guy Kyler in there and what was going to happen if we thought Colt was going to be the guy. This is what happens when you meet a team that's emotionally pumped and ready to play versus your team is just is you don't have your you don't have your studs. We know this feeling. We've been here with the Cardinals long enough. We've had enough bad quarterbacks and enough average players in a certain position. We had one stud, one star, and everybody else was just, they were not great players, and we had no cohesiveness. Today, that kind of feels like that because a team walked in here, an average team walked in here and kicked our butts. Yeah. But is it a one-off or like are they going to regroup and yeah. beat Seattle, head into the bye, and just put this all in the past, or is this something that concerns you moving forward? I don't, I don't think uh, the Cardinals will get blown out again this season. You know, like in this fashion for sure. Um, I, you know, it, it's easy to panic over one loss, especially when you get beat down the way. It just, it, 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 it flattens you because it just looked like that's what the, that that's what they came out as, right? Flat. They just had no interest in playing football today. Um, so that is the only thing that I would say is concerning is that you never, as a professional athlete, should ever come out as flat as they were today. That was a disgrace. That was embarrassing. It was humiliating, but it was only one game. They're 8-2 and two on the season, still plenty to play for. They still have a division to win. And I think as they move up uh, and move forward, they, they'll, they'll rebound. And, and whether they beat Seattle and Seattle or not, um, not all is lost. They're still in great shape. They just need to take care of business and win the games that they're supposed to win. A super chat from Peter. Cheer up, Speedo Jackson. You're getting your face tattoo soon and will be right in the world. All will be right in the world after that. Well, so here's a little bit notation on my tattoo situation. Okay. So I did do some. He was some, waiting for you some, to ask a question some, about that, a by the way. Bit of pre-game. Can't see it, but I did a little bit of pregame artwork, like right there with the K2. All right. And I, I did a little bit right here as well. So I'm trying to kind of get my I'm, I'm trying to get a, a, a baseline <laughs> on where I really want it. I asked Cheerson would she paint one on my face today, but she I only do it. she only agreed if we had came back and, and won the ball game. And that I that's said. so I'm all in on the tattoo. The you face don't want to put permanent marker on your face. Well, Frank. today I could have done it. Well, it comes off eventually, bro. And eventually. eventually. I mean, but I'm I'm Let all me give in my on best a, Mike Tyson tattoo on your face. Then if that's well, look, I, I, I only can get a K two. Mike so. Tyson with right. a K two in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm I'm about that life. You guys will see the tattoo happen, but the face is not going. That's not going. Also, down I just thanks, kind of, I just find it somewhat comical that I called this. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously, did not want to see this happen. Yeah. But for Frank's tattoo situation, since we didn't get it done this upcoming this week, I was like, Frank, watch this be the case. They're going to lose to the Panthers, and you're going to end up getting a K2 tattoo after a really, really crappy loss. And it's looking like it's trending that way. All right, buddy. Well, I guess what? It's all good. I mean, I'm still a fan of Cliff, what he's done thus far. Um, I, I put it out there with the band of misfits we had in San Fran. And we got a dub. And now I believe I believe that this team will be better. Again, we got players. They're just not there. And when they get there, we all will feel better about what game plan we're putting together with because today wasn't that game plan. And another team had one. I said this here a little bit. It just takes a little emotional spark. Cam gave that team that. Hassan Reddick could have been just a spark of knowing coming back to Carol. Uh, excuse me, coming back to um, the Cardinals and having a chance to beat them and play them. But he had more emotional – they had more emotional 
energy than we did. Mm -hmm. And that was on display. They showed it. And there was nothing we could do to overcome that. And I, that's, I, I, I always say it. It takes just a little bit. The Denver Broncos struggled so bad trying to find a quarterback until they got Peyton Manning. And then, and then everything and then and then again. Everything went all right. Everything was all right with the world. Am yeah. I wrong? It just changed the emotional. The Diamondbacks sucked until they went and got some pitchers who could play, who can, who was dogs, who could come into a locker room and commandeer and command respect on every playing baseball every day. Not every other day, but every day. That matters. And I'm telling you, like that is what we have. We have talent like that, but just today. We just got we got outplayed emotionally and um, and mentally and game plan wise. They just they just did a better job. All right, here's my final thought on it. I will definitely recognize that one game is one game, and that's not going to define a season. But this wasn't supposed to be that kind of team because through ten weeks, all we talked about was the leadership and the mindset, the chemistry, the camaraderie, the type of guys that are in that locker room, they're playing, you know, with the uh, one week at a time mindset. And they've, you know, they've got no shortage of, um, of, you know, confidence or energy week to week. These guys want to be out there. They don't take anything for granted. I mean, this is what we've been talking about all season long. And can they have a bad week? I'll give them a bad week, but this wasn't supposed to be that team. So it's extra disappointing to me for them to get an emotional loss than it is to be outplayed. And so I don't care who's out there. I don't care that they didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins or J.J. Watt, who's been out for several weeks now. Uh, this just wasn't supposed to be that team. So I'm I'm alarmed for that reason. I'm willing to say, okay, you know, maybe it was just uh, it was just a, an off week for them, and they can move past it. But um, that was the biggest kind of, uh, you know, factor for me. It's, it wasn't just a loss. It was just like this isn't supposed to be that team. I, <clears throat> my, my biggest takeaway from this is a pH and X Coyotes, I just don't know how you do it every single day because <laughs> one loss feels like we have just lost like a whole month. You guys have lost 13 already. You're 1 and 13 and – 1, 13, 13 and 1. And one. One thirteen and one, thanks to Leah, the host. And of, watching of shitty football, or really any sport for that matter, yeah. is not fun. No, and the Coyotes yeah, have these type of nights like every other yeah. night. It's you don't like, get that time back. It's brutal. You like, don't get it back. It's such an investment, and it's like, <laughs> where, you know, how do I? Get, when I'm laying on my deathbed, I'm I might sit there and be like, man, that freaking 2021 coyotes team if i didn't waste 18 hours on them you know i would have a whole nother day in my life oh that's what they say about football it's a buildup of seven days or five days before you get to reperform emotionally from a coyote standpoint or nba or when it comes to yeah, another sport back -back. baseball is back to back to back so it is a quick washing of the system but through us in the nfl you only have a certain amount of games, and, and that buildup is is a lot. And it, and they do a great job. We do a great job of getting ready and telling the fans from you know Tuesday, Monday, Monday through Sunday. We're doing Monday through Saturday. There's a show going on, and you're building them up, getting them ready for the game. And then we get there, and then the performance looked like poo poo. <laughs> and then now you, you gotta you gotta you gotta walk with that poo poo in your hand for another seven days well, until you, know you get how we talked to wipe it. Flush it and then get that get that good feeling of a win in. You know how we talked after the uh, the Packers game, like have that goldfish memory, just forget it quickly. I don't know that you want to forget this one quickly. No. Like I think you, yeah, you let it resonate. Like you really think about what you did. That's why I think I tell you the coach is gonna come in and be very, um, very strong this week because they know they got a bye week, but they got to get the guys' mentality to wash that out and get these guys back to focusing on what real good football looks like. And today, it wasn't that. But the most important part, they got to figure out how to emotionally get themselves ready to play. They had a chip on their shoulder going there to San Fran, and they won. They came home, or we were at home, and in reality, we, did, we didn't have that chip. And that's what they got to figure out how to continue your, to maintain. Your last division road game of the season, 
17 games. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, man, after today, I'm like, 17 games just feels like that one extra game just feels like it is making it a longer season than normal, which it is, but it feels just like, oh my God, it's like baseball season all over again. Oh, like, God. God. Well, not let's quite. Let's just wrap this not up. Quite. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I, it, listen, 10 games down, they have one left, and then they get a much needed bye week for two weeks. Um, I, 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 I was hoping that you were going to say what you said, Frank. I think they'll go up to Seattle. They'll be a little bit re-energized. You go into a different climate, a hostile environment, which they have obviously done very well with this season. Um, I expect them to turn things right back around before they go into a bye and, and finish up the first half of, of their season nine and two. So we'll see. Well, I think now is a great time to flip over to the Suns game. We will have yeah. Saul and the rest of our PHNX Suns. Buy that merch. Uh, Yes, we'll have a, a post-game show. And um, as always, head over to phnxlocker.com. You can look yeah. as swaggy as Saul does in I our gear. So awesome. And are we still doing for uh, – I mentioned the Suns. Are we, We're still doing our, our buy one, get one Suns shirts on phnxlocker.com yep, yep. for our members. All the way up until Wednesday. All right, all the way up until Wednesday. An awesome deal. If you have not followed us on social media at phnx underscore sports, or hit that subscribe button on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Please do that, and we'll see you on Monday.